Well, hello again, old friend. Me? No, the podcast couch. Oh, <laughs> you're greeting the couch? Yeah, it's been a while since I've sat here. Why don't you greet the I people? I have not sat... Oh, hello again, old friends. <laughs> <laughs> I was making the joke that like you were talking to me, like you hadn't talked to me since the last time, uh, but I assumed that you were talking to the listener of the podcast, not the couch you're sitting on trying not to fall asleep. Okay. I, I'm not trying to fall asleep, but I don't think I have sat here since the last podcast. That's probably true. Why would you? Uh, yeah. You gave me the worst room in the house it's to not, be my own. So why would you ever come here? It's the worst room because... Well, I'm not going to tell you why. <laughs> it's it's objectively the worst room in the house. It's the smallest. It has You have the ceil- most stuff in it. Well, yeah, I have the most stuff and you gave me the smallest room. You want this to be our bedroom? I'd be fine with you that. We just sleep in our, there. Our we bed have so would much space. not even fit in this room. <laughs> we have so much space in our bedroom that we don't use it all. Don't you dare just think about to, taking over. I have to get out of my bed and walk across all of that square footage just to get to my pants. Well, it's not my fault. It's poor planning. Well, we could replan it. No. This is our world. This is how we planned it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we're back. We have not released a podcast in several months, um, but we are excited to that you're hearing us again. That we're able to yeah, kind of get excited things for you to hear our voices again. again. Yeah, our kids went back to school yesterday. Ooh, yeah. uh, well, Adeline went back to school. Yep. Um, and Nora went to school for the first time ever, and we're kind of taking that as an opportunity to like, all right, well, let's get some structure back into our lives. Let's get some rhythms. Let's start the podcast conversations up again let's invite some people over to our house like as church community um and and just kind of get back into the swing of some some good healthy stuff uh how you feel like nora's about nora's first day of school nora's first day of kindergarten you were super nervous about it i was so nervous i mean i think anybody that knows nora maybe was a little bit nervous for her (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because like, mm, Megan, Drew, are you sure this is a good idea? You're just gonna send her? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I don't know how I feel or how I felt really. Like I, I feel like I was less concerned for Nora than I was for Adeline uh, at the start. Yeah. Like when when Adeline first went, I remember thinking like she's so shy and quiet and timid and fragile. Mm-hmm. I mean, she really seemed that way to us. She wasn't. She wasn't. Yeah. No, she was fine. Um. I didn't feel that way about Nora. You know, I thought Nora might yeah. might headbutt somebody, no, but I wasn't see, afraid I never that she felt that way. I just felt like Nora just has the best like she just lives in her own world. That's true. And that concerns me. Yeah. When you have to be it in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> you can't live in your own world. You need to live in this world with all of us. Right. Yeah. When there are things that and need to be accomplished, I don't. Yeah, because why do I want to take her out of it? She loves her world. Yeah. Like she has but a I great you, time. She, I think she causes a lot of damage, though. <laughs> I think it's been a while since you were in kindergarten. I think there's a lot of five-year-olds living yeah. in their own world right now at the school. Yeah. I mean, I mean, think about like what information you got from her yesterday. Like you're concerned <laughs> that she was going to get pulled out of her own world and into the real world and like just be bombarded with too much information and too many rules and everything. And 
you know what she told us like what <laughs> right yeah, when we were uh, asking her like what happened while you were at like, school um i think i well i don't know i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> that was her response to so almost pretty sure Nora's... every question we asked her. Yeah, I think, she... uh, well, no, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> On at least two occasions, she used the phrase school stuff yeah. uh, to explain what she did. Which... And then she was like, and then we did school stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adeline said something about the principal. Peeking into a room, which yeah. is think you know usually on the on the first day or within themselves. the first week, yeah. principals and vice principals are probably going to at least look into every classroom. Right, right. Um, and we asked Nora, we we're like, "Well, did the principal come into your room?" And she said, "She said, yeah, I think so." Um, and they fixed the sink. The sink wasn't working, and they fixed. <laughs> <laughs> and and none of us said, have the. Addie, Addie said, "Did they have a blue shirt on?" Um, yeah. Well, I think that was the custodian, not the <laughs> principal. <laughs> but what's the difference to Nora? Yeah. yeah. Uh, adult. Uh, An adult came in the room mm-hmm. who wasn't in the room when I got here. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty excellent. Uh, they were so, so excited to go back today. Um, and yeah. and I feel like it was a thousand times easier for us. Oh, yeah. Yesterday. It was I, a bit emotional again. Yesterday was was. Quite Something emotional. about kindergarten, their first time. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and when we didn't do um we didn't do preschool or anything, like they basically yeah. like our kids, all three of them will have that pretty much same experience where mm-hmm. it's like you're with us every mm-hmm. day um until this point. Like um Yeah, we should probably But it not seems so good. It's I only mean, day two. We shouldn't talk about too deep into that's that. That's true. That's true. But Nora also um you know, I, I just think, like, I doubt, especially with pandemic and everything for the past two years, Nora has never seen 20 kids her own age. Oh, no. Much less 100 yeah. in the kindergarten class. I mean, yeah. or it's close to that. It's like, it's oh, yeah. There's 70 or 100. classes, I think, of 20-ish. Okay, so yeah. around 100. Like, so the when she walked into her classroom yesterday for the first time, and even just half, because it, mm-hmm. it's half the first couple of days. Right. It's all confusing, but... yeah. Um, but for like her to be in a room with ten other five year olds, I just yeah, can't imagine what that's like. She's never seen ten five year olds at the same and time. And she has so many best friends already, she oh, yeah. said. Which was really cute. She can't remember any of their names. No, but. she doesn't know any names. <laughs> <laughs> um so anyways, yeah. with this getting started, we're also um, you know, starting up a couple of things after all you know, after this time and uh we won't go too much into detail as to like you know, what's the whole process of thinking? What's the, you know, about Risen Church and what's what happens next? And um, the things that I think that you and I are certain of at this point is that there are a few aspects of our life that just don't work without church, without church yeah. family. Like there's yeah. a few things that are just missing for us. It doesn't, it doesn't compute right, right. Um, without it. And, uh, and I, I put them down into three categories of things mm-hmm. and these are three things that we are going to create um or or try to continue doing right. i mean they're, they're things that kind of exist even even when we're not actively like organizing as mm-hmm. a church mm-hmm. um these things still kind of happen anyways right um but we want to kind of get a little more organized a little more disciplined about them and try to get the most out of these three things um and they ended up all starting with the letter C just now. They didn't in my notes, and then I was telling you what they were before, and I was like, I bet I could get oh. them all to start with C. Yeah. 
You didn't know that that just happened? No, here? I didn't. It did. Hmm. That's uh, <laughs> There's still a preacher so living inside me over mean, here. Yeah, there is. Um, so three things that, that um, we think really needs ha- need to happen. Number one is communion, mm-hmm. a-, a community. Like, we need that. Yeah. We miss that. Um, we have made that happen. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we have had people over to our homes. We've gone to other people's homes. Yeah. We've, we've met people at breweries and... Um, and Mm-hmm. out in parks and whatever like we have we have filled that yeah. void in our lives yeah and i would even s- take it a s- little step further maybe uh, and just like the spiritual connection of community like well that part is missing yeah yeah that that's the yeah that part hasn't existed right, that much. right. And, and so i think um we want to create that yeah. and so you know if you're listening to this in real time uh, September 5th, mm-hmm. 2021, you're invited yeah. um, to a gathering at our home, uh, RSVP only. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I will say, you know, let's just go ahead and throw that out there as far as communion is concerned, as far as the community stuff is concerned. I see no reason to ever do another event that isn't RSVP only. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's damaging to relationships for us to have a relationship with our church where we could say, I'll be there. And then not show up and not have like that's just it's an unhealthy system that we didn't create that the people who do that didn't create. Nobody mm-hmm. thinks anything. It's kind of you know what I mean? Like it yeah. just becomes a it's like going to Kmart. It's like I'm going to Kmart tomorrow. And then if you don't like it's kind of mm-hmm. not a big deal. But I don't think that's healthy for yeah. church. And then but that's also not saying like you can't invite anybody. No, no. It's right. just saying um, we just want you to plan on coming and tell us you're planning on coming and who if you're going to bring someone yeah tell us who yeah and you can and and obviously you can cancel but i just want i want our community gathering events to be thought of the same way you think of lunch at a friend's house or Mm -hmm. or dinner at a friend's house or brunch or you know or meeting someone at the movies yeah like you say i'm gonna be there you put it on your calendar and then if you can't make it, you let them know. You let them know. You just, yeah. I just think that's healthy for everybody. It's not, it's, it's there to protect us and you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, September 5th, I, I think probably about twice a month for a little while here, yeah. we're going to have some kind of gathering. Um, nobody's going to be able to make it to all of them. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to be invited to all of them. But, you know, I want to have enough where we can kind of say, hey, at least once a month, but, but maybe twice a month. Yeah, um, I say we'd start love for now. you to get together yeah. and actually take communion with mm-hmm. us, like Eucharist with us, mm-hmm. um, and let's be able to pray for each other. Let's talk through some of the stuff we're talking about on the podcast. Like, yeah, um, it can be loose and fun, um, but also I think it should be intentional and planned and yeah. scheduled. Um, I, I mean, our spiritual friendships should be given at least the same level of commitment as like karate class mm-hmm. i think <laughs> um any other thoughts on that nope all right so communion uh number two a cause mm. which i think is something we kind of all i was filling out paperwork for our kids yesterday and like was asking for three attributes for each of the girl, and i was like you know the word helpful i know has yeah. to be in it um and i think they are yeah. I'm not just making that up, but even if they weren't, I'm going to put that because I want that expectation to be on them. That right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but I do think that without church in our lives, 
we struggle for a cause. We struggle mm-hmm. to like find, well, what are we doing to, to bring heaven to earth? What are we doing to make? Right. So, um, so we're going to continue to um, compile resources. Mm-hmm. Anybody that wants to give can give. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be supporting some a, a church planting network that helped us to start our church as well as um, Feed More, mm-hmm. um, Feeding Hungry People in Central Virginia. And then we're also, from time to time, going to be partnering with other churches, yeah. probably either United or Center most of the time. Those are the ones that are mm-hmm. churches similar to us in, in size and scope. And um, yeah, and, and they have various things going on that we want to partner with them right. to, to do what we can and to make Sometimes, this. maybe not just financially, it might be of, you know, like actually helping out with it with something that they have going on like we did with the groceries or event, yeah 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 something like that yep so communion a cause and then today what we're doing here mm-hmm. conversations I, I think we we have stuff going on and stuff in, about our faith that we need to talk about yeah um and i think I, I don't know how you really feel about this megan but it seems like you and i have possibly even written into our nature a need for this Mm. like we really feel something is missing if you and i are not um arguing (laughs) (laughs) stretching about what is ourselves yeah yeah but there's something about just me and you talking Mm -hmm. about there's something about the tension of like we love each other we know i know Better than I know anybody else on the planet, I know that you want what is best for people mm-hmm. and what is best for the world, and yet you still arrive at stupid conclusions about things as far as I'm concerned, and that does so much good for my soul. You know what I mean? Oh, really? <laughs> no, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> like, that's a useful, it's just a useful thing for us to be having conversations as a community, as a group of, as a, you know maybe as church leadership, pastors, whatever role people think of for us, that's something that you and I find valuable. Mm-hmm. And um, and we've heard from some people who listened to this, who listened to this podcast whenever we were doing it before, mm-hmm. who said, you know, please don't stop doing that because that's helpful and that's right. useful. Um, and so we want that to be a part of what we're doing. Yeah. Um, these conversations drive the causes that we arrive at. Um, these conversations are going to be a part of the communion, the, the gatherings that we do have. And so uh, I think we should uh, try out a jingle today. Yep. Long form jingle. Long form. Today I'm doing two ver- uh, both verses. Okay. The real jingle might end up being like half of this yeah, most yeah. weeks. Let's uh, see how I feel about it. And then after the jingle, we're going to get into a conversation about the Bible. Yeah. What it is. What it is. What it is. We can talk about you, we can talk about me, we can talk about everything we got between us. I want to hear everything you have to say. We can talk about the weather and living forever, and about how we usually be better together. We gotta find some time to talk about the other day. I wrote some things I think you should see, people shouldn't just hear it straight from me. I could use some help saying everything I mean to say. So could you read these thoughts out loud? Tell me where you think I need to cut it out. Would you give me some of your thoughts about the other day? Would you give me some of your thoughts about the other day? We want to talk about the Bible.
What did you think about the jingle? You oh, didn't even mention the jingle. I didn't know if I was supposed to t- talk about anything else. What do you mean? I feel like I have some strict guidelines now. And well, you have to have strict guidelines. <laughs> and it's making me nervous. Because you operate like a wild animal mm-hmm. on the podcast. I do not. Listen. <laughs> You're slurping sparkly water. <laughs> Within the first moments. Mm-hmm. You like the jingle? I do like the jingle. Do you think it should have sure both verses like, all the time? I don't know. It's a little uh, long. Yeah. I th- And I feel like it's, yeah, I think I just like the first b- verse. Okay. All right. Well, I'll take it into consideration. Yeah. I used both of them today. Okay. But it was the first time ever. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It could work. All right. Well. Let's get a poll. You want to read these thoughts Let's out loud? Let's get a poll. Tell us, listener. Do you like <laughs> Tell me just where you think one I need to cut or it out? both verses? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Let's get into it. Okay. We want to talk about the Bible. I already said that line, though. Yeah. Um, now, I know what you might be thinking. Isn't that what we always talk about? Well, kind of. We pretty much always talk about things that we find in the Bible. But we have not really spent much time talking about why we choose to talk about things from the Bible and not some other ancient or current text. Does that make sense? Yeah. You ever thought about that? Like, (laughs) and I'm not asking, have you ever thought about why we use the Bible and anything else? I'm asking, have you ever thought a little more meta than that? Have you ever thought about how we've never really even explained that? We never even really said, like, like, as the American people. Mm Mm-hmm. We even, I don't even know if this still exists, but like you step into a court of law and you're like, put your hand on the Bible and you swear yeah, to tell the truth and whole, the whole truth and all. Like, yeah. Okay. Does anybody ever talk about, well, why the Bible? <laughs> What's, mm. why that book and not, a, there are other books that are about as, that are just as old as the Bible, if not older. There's mm. other writings and other collections and other religious texts and things. And I'm just saying, I think we, we should talk about why the Bible. Why Does that we, make sense? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, th- I think, I think we have really, really good reasons for why the Bible. Um, but I've just never heard churches um, really address why this and not another. Hmm. So I think it's we, just always like assumed that people would know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Um, we haven't really ever addressed what we believe the Bible actually is. Honestly, I don't know if we had much of a response for what the Bible is until the past several years. Uh, we haven't ever talked about how the Bible is That's intended. That's me and you, by the way. Yeah. Not not like as a, not like people as a whole or the church as a whole. I'm saying like yeah. Megan oh, okay. and Drew have really only had, a, we really only started asking that question or thinking about that for ourselves in the last couple of years. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of saying. Yep. Um... I want to start out by addressing a few strange things about doing a series of talks like this. Two reasons talking about the Bible is difficult. All right. Yeah. Sound good? Um, yeah. Number one, I've never been a part of a church community that had a conversation like this. Um, so there's number one reason wh- why is this a difficult thing to talk about or a strange thing to talk about. Number one... Or maybe a red said, flag we've thing. We've never talked like, about it. Wait, maybe. because it's never happened. Right. It's weird to talk about. It's difficult to talk about because I've. N- it's never really done. Hmm. You do What's think it is flag? a weird, like a it's a difficult thing to talk about. Talking about the Bible like this, yeah, like not teaching from the Bible, but saying let's talk about what the Bible is. 
I do. Yeah. I do think it's because, and, and we'll get into some of this, and today doesn't get into anything that, I, I don't think we'll get into anything really anywhere in this that's particularly dicey or controversial or anything. I think it's just an important conversation. But what we're dealing with here is we're dealing with something where people have already put the Bible on a certain plane mm-hmm. of existence in their minds, and they at times are reluctant to hear any facts about it. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you said to somebody, hey, God didn't write the Bible, a lot of people would be like, well, that's heresy right there. Mm-hmm. Except you could point to the Bible and say, well, the Bible is where I get that information that it says God didn't write the Bible. Right, right. <laughs> like, yeah. There, there are lots of indicators that say, even even some places, you know, most notably, like the Apostle Paul at one point in Corinthians says, what I'm about to say here isn't even from God. It's just from me. Mm. Like, if we're talking about what is divinely inspired and what is not, Paul literally says, here's about to be a couple of verses in the Bible yeah. that are not divinely inspired. It's just me giving some advice because this is a letter that I'm writing to someone. I already told you that. Right. So I right. think that kind of thing where you say, like, is it difficult to talk about? Yeah, it kind of is because gotcha. people believe that it is something without necessarily knowing a whole lot about it. Mm-hmm. And and they, I think a lot of people have a tendency to hear anything that's contrary to what they already believed as as attacking yeah. it. And I have no interest in attacking it. Right. I love the Bible. That's mm-hmm. why I think we should talk about what it is and why this book and not another. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's, but but it ain't easy. Yeah. I, I don't think. Okay. You right. don't think so? You don't sense that? Um, no, I, d- I was just. You don't sense there. You get what, you didn't know what I meant. Yeah. That there would be pushback. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I, think I could pushback. definitely see some. Yeah. Because, yeah, if you're challenging, if we're challenging people to look at it maybe a different way or challenging even just what they believed once believed about what, like what you just said, how it was written. Yeah. Um, then yeah, of course there's always going to be pushback, I guess. Or, or what if, you know, the bottom line is most of what people believe the Bible is has no basis in reality. Like it's mm-hmm. not, you believe that it is something metaphysical and supernatural and that's great and that's fine, but it also ended up, in your hands somehow, mm-hmm. um, and there is that's a process that's pretty that's very well documented, and that's kind of something that we want to we want to talk about a little bit. Yeah, um, you could even consider the whole thing to be divine intervention. Like God is the reason that you have a leather bound copy of this collection of texts with your name on it on your coffee table. That that's beautiful. You can definitely believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't you should be afraid to talk about how it ended up bound in leather with your name on it (laughs) that's yeah yeah all right you ready to move on yeah sorry back to what we were saying we were saying this is this is difficult because it's just not something church communities do right yep um there's no model to go by there's nobody i can call and ask them how to do this without ruining people's faith in the good book i already mentioned that but i want to actually spend a little time thinking about this reality In over 30 years in church communities, we've never heard a pastor or Sunday school teacher or youth group lock-in chaperone say, and maybe you're wondering why we're going to talk about something from this collection of writings and not another. That was in quotes. You never heard any of those people, any church leadership, you've never heard them say, and maybe uh, Sunday school kids, and maybe 
uh, congregation, you're wondering why we're going to use this text and not another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or maybe you're wondering where we found this collection of all the secrets of the universe. Um, so the first reason this feels weird is that talking about the Bible in this way is just something we don't do in church. Uh, that's strange, right? I mean, if we're going to base our entire belief system and to some extent the overall functioning of our society and who we vote to a public office and what we do with 10% of our income and who should be allowed to marry whom and what pronouns would be okay, we'd be okay with and whatever else on a collection of writings, don't you think we should have some clarity connecting the source of those writings, concerning the source of those writings? Makes sense. Mm-hmm. We kind of, I'm, I'm just saying like we give this book this collection of writings so much weight in our society we want to base everything in our society on it so is it okay if we maybe talk about what this book is and if it even if it's if it itself really even intends for that to happen yeah you know much much less are we doing it honestly much less are we doing this in a way that's actually true to what the text says that's another conversation for another day but more importantly is that even something that this book was meant to do i'm not i don't have an opinion one way or the other um not today but Mm -hmm. i'm just that's that's the point i'm trying to make shouldn't we at least say all right well is that what this book was meant to do though right yeah yeah um i lost my spot oh some of them are at least 1500 years old and some are potentially are potentially as old as 5,000 years. Or 10,000. I mean, it's it's kind of hard to tell. Mm. But some of the writings in this book are are as, as old as five to 10,000 years old. The, the newest of them are like within like 1,500 years old. Wow. Yeah. Um, all were written by a tribe of Hebrew people on the other side of the planet who couldn't have possibly known we would read them. No, who would... They, yeah, who never who knew never, there would even oh. be a society, anything like ours, someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should at least be prepared to take some questions on the subject, don't you think? So again, the first difficult thing I wanted to say about doing a series like this is that it's kind of strange that this feels strange. It seems like there should be a higher demand for conversations like this. It seems like people should be asking more questions about this than they do. We want to encourage that kind of questioning. It's okay to have questions. It is safe. It's useful. It's healthy. Good. Yeah. Uh, and and I also I want to add here um, that our intent is never uh, to like mess with people's faith. Mm-hmm. It's never to shake people's faith. It's never. Um, if anything, you know, my main goal, if I'm thinking about a Christian or I'm thinking about the people that have called us pastor over the years or the people of Risen Church. Um, why have a conversation like this? I think I would want to say, well, because if we don't, then what you think about the Bible is is probably going to end up something like a house of cards, and you're very likely to have a foundational card pulled out of it if mm-hmm. you pay any attention to what's going on, and the whole thing could collapse, and that's unnecessary. We mm-hmm. think of the Bible in ways that are unnecessary. Um, that unnecessarily weaken it as a structure and as a pillar in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so what we really want to do is like, let's get to the, the foundation of what it actually is. What is this collection of writings actually? Right. Um, so that 
we can kind of sure up our foundation. And, and people can make a decision for themselves, like, do I want to follow this or not? Do I want to do anything with this or not? Do I want to attribute some, you know, give some authority to this or mm-hmm. give some value to this in my life or not? Yeah, you're going to have to make that decision for yourself. But my goal is not whatsoever to to shake the foundation of it and to make people doubt it. Right. It's just to say, if you don't know what it is, though, you might end up doubting some things unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. You might end up with your foundations being shaken unnecessarily because you say like, well, the Bible is scientifically correct at every corner. Like, well, no, it's not. It doesn't claim to be, and it probably shouldn't be, and a whole lot of the Bible is poetry. How is a poem supposed to be scientifically correct? You know what I mean? <laughs> the the Robert Frost poem, like, uh, two birds diverge in the woods. Uh, I took the road less traveled. It's like, well, where where is it, Robert? Where, where Where's the, where are these woods, and where's this, split in them and are you sure you took the right path it was like it was a metaphor man <laughs> not everything in the bible is a metaphor but often it is and and so sometimes we need to you know hold some things that a little more loosely than we do uh okay but anyways so this is healthy to have this conversation it's meant to to build things up but i have a suspicion um that i i know why there aren't more questions about the bible and it's actually the second reason uh, that talking about this is difficult. Okay. Yeah. Um, you so wanna... the first reason is we've never talked about it in the church. And so it's kind of like, well, aren't you supposed to just teach us how to parent and how to have a good marriage and how to, you know, what to do with our money and all that? And like, well, I kind of want to talk about what this book is and where it comes from. And that's a little weird because we've never done that. The other reason, though, that I think this is going to be difficult is number two. Number two. Um, most people haven't read the Bible. Um, most Christians. That seem true to you? Um, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's right. Like you, I mean, I don't think that's a, an insult necessarily. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's what it's intended to. No, we, well, we skipped my parenthetic. Like, I want to preface this section by saying, I'm on your side. Yeah. I don't want you to feel guilty. Yeah, yeah. Or, or whatever about this point. It's just true, so we need to talk about it. Right. Um, there's no reason to feel shame or guilt if you haven't read the Bible or you don't really know what it is. Um, that's not useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does make for a, a challenging conversation. Right. If we have passionate, strong feelings about what this book says or what this collection of writings says, mm-hmm. but most of the people with really really strong opinions about it haven't ever read it yeah 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 or have just read you know a section here or right a verse here and that could be taken completely out of context right well they and they've heard it like what was the the old game we used to play in in youth group stuff where you like whisper something telephone oh yeah, yeah. you whisper something and somebody like that's how most of us yeah. that's how most people have experienced the bible is yeah. like well i heard it from a sunday school teacher and then i told it to my kids and you know it was kind of passed down sort of orally through mm-hmm. through the generations and then you realize 10 years later that the story about you know Jesus dancing on the back of a goat at somebody's wedding party because it had to be done to appease the gods is like well I don't know you took a lot of information from a lot of different things and kind of squeezed it into a story that's not actually that even there <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right. Um, most Christians, in my experience, have read very little, if any, of our scriptures. It is incredibly difficult to have a conversation about what this collection, 
what this collection of writings actually is with people who feel like they know what this collection of writings is. However, they haven't read the collection of writings. <laughs> yeah, that's a clunky yeah. sentence. Um, the most recent data I found suggests that around 20% of all Americans claim to have read the whole Bible at least one time. I think that's I think that statistic is jarringly low and probably is still an overestimate. Does that sentence make sense to you? Yeah. I think that if if one in five Americans have actually read the Bible, I think that's an alarmingly low number. Mm -hmm. I also think that's an overestimate. (laughs) I seriously doubt one in five Americans have read the Bible. When you say read the Bible, do you mean like... From start to finish, like the whole thing. Just read the entire Bible. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought you meant, but I was just clearing Well, that that's up. what this statistic okay. indicates. Yeah. Um, I've spent my entire life teaching the Bible to literally thousands of American evangelical church people, and I am quite certain that less than one in five people in every one of even those... P- sorry. In it's every a one sense. of even those people have read the Bible. I'm just saying, I feel like, you know, I, I've had the opportunity, you and I have been in churches, you know, to to teach the Bible to thousands of people mm-hmm. over the years. I would, there's no way one in five people in every one of those rooms has read it. I know that. Wow. I've talked to those people. You don't think that's, I don't know. I mean, I know that you kind of, you, you, you maybe rose tint your glasses a little bit about what, what other people feel about this stuff mm-hmm. and think about this stuff and what they actually do. I mean, I know everybody talks like they do. I'm just saying it's been my experience that I mean, I have not read the Bible from start to finish like right. in one like from Genesis to Revelation like just read it through a certain amount of time. But you're pretty sure you've read all of it? <sighs> Is that what you're trying to say with I don't that? know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I couldn't say for sure. Because I haven't actually sat down to read it, like, yeah, through. Well, I felt that way, actually, at one point in my 20s, like, where I was like, I'm pretty, I know what every, I know what every one of these books is about. I know what, mm-hmm. I know I've probably at least been there. And I literally went through, I don't know if you remember me doing it, this Bible is sitting in this room somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I went through with a highlighter. Point. And literally, like, made sure I highlighted something in every chapter just as a marker for myself yeah. to know that, okay, well, you cut. Ca- if, if I read a chapter and there was literally nothing that I could consider of value whatsoever, you know. Yeah. I remember most of the book of Numbers is like reading a phone book. It's like reading. A yeah. s- but I would, I would highlight the end of that chapter. It's like, all right, I read it. Yeah. <laughs> I read this list of names. Um, so I, I did that. I did that a couple of times to just to know for a fact that I had made it through. Um, so I understand what you're saying. Yeah. It's like, you know, you may, but uh, all of this is just a little jarring it's though, isn't of, it? Like yeah. we're building to our say, lives I, yeah, I don't know it. for sure if to I even hear someone like you say, I, I've built my life around being a Christian and, and, you know, a param- of paramount importance mm-hmm. to being a Christian is reading the Bible. Yeah. And I don't know if I've read it all. I'm pretty right. sure, but I don't know. Yeah. That's that's an odd reality for us to exist within. Yeah, you're I agree. not you're yeah. not you know I, that's why I say like one in 5 in every church I've ever even been in ain't no way. 
Because if mm-hmm. people like you are really honest about it and say, probably not. Mm-hmm. Like people who have carried a Bible with them everywhere they've been for 33 years mm-hmm. <laughs> and read it daily for huge chunks of your life. And you would say, but I'm not sure I, I'm not sure I've read it all. Yeah. Then there's no way one in five. Some people are better readers than me, Drew. Yeah. A lot of people. Are yep. That's true. That's true. Um, but I do have, you know, I, I, right. I would be surprised to discover that one in five people listening to this podcast right now have read the entire Bible. And, and I don't think people are dishonest. I just think if we were to ask, you know, when you ask somebody like check the box to indicate which books you've read, mm-hmm. I know I do this whenever I go in my Goodreads app or whatever, mm-hmm. like, have you read this before? If I've ever held a book for more than five or 10 minutes, I usually check it. It was like, I either read it or I read enough of it to realize I didn't want to read it. Oh, yeah. And so I think that is something that happens mm-hmm. with these statistics a little bit. But all of this is to say, like, it's not to shame or guilt or whatever for anybody. And I know you know that because you just admitted, like, I'm one of those people. It's just to say, this is something that makes the conversation difficult this is something that makes this like a tricky thing because i realized that i could say uh the bible says this so the bible doesn't ever say that and there are a whole lot of people who are going to say oh yes it does Mm -hmm. who haven't read it Mm -hmm. they just are pretty sure that it did right right (laughs) yeah yeah uh Uh, you can go down to like you see the word skepticism my skepticism yeah yep uh, my skepticism goes a layer deeper in that I even believe that many of those who have read it did in, did so in much the same way we all completed high school reading assignments. Get through it as fast as possible with a checklist by your side so you can say you read it for the rest of your life. Uh, yeah, I definitely read portions yeah. of it. Like I numbers definitely read and, portions of it like yeah. that too. Yeah. Ezekiel. Yeah. I do remember reading that one. And that um, one was... Even... even uh, like stuff that you hear quoted a lot, mm-hmm. uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah, yeah. all of that stuff where people are like, oh, that must be good because mm-hmm. you hear it. I mean, there is some really good stuff in there. Mostly <laughs> good grief. <laughs> Mostly it's just like whining, Well, it was their ranting. way of documenting, right? Like it was their way of like keeping track of... Yeah, well, that's of the like thing. the lineage I mean, of people, yeah, and yeah, and I don't want to jump too far ahead. Sorry, that like, might be yeah, that'll be far. another week that not yeah. not Ooh. something we'll talk about today, but just when we talk about what the Bible is, like this is a Jewish document handed down from the Jewish people to document the Jewish nation's relationship with the Jewish God, mm-hmm. and so yeah, big chunks of it are just phone book, yeah, right. uh, big chunks of it are history, mm-hmm. big chunks of it are songs that they. And, and even, and this, you know, I'll give you one, like, specific example of this. We'll spend some time on this in particular, but, like, the book of Job, which a lot of scholars believe to be quite possibly the first book of the Bible that was ever written. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the earliest writing there ever was is Job, because Job doesn't really fit into the, the, the timeline of the scriptures anywhere. Yeah. Um, it's also, like, kind of unclear whether it's a historical book or a book of poetry. Um, but like six or seven chapters in the book of Job are people speaking on behalf of God. And then God comes in in the last, at the end of the book of Job to say, that's not what I said. Those Mm. people were wrong about me. And so the book of Job, so quite possibly the first book Mm. that was ever written in this tradition is a Jewish argument about who God is, who God is and what God is like. Mm. Now, that's interesting, and yeah. that's a compelling read whenever you think of it that way. But also, you got to realize if you sit down and you're like, oh, God's like this, you might discover if you read the whole thing, like, 
No, later on, God shows up and says, yeah, they said I was like that, and they were wrong. Mm. If you just read a whole chapter of the Bible, <laughs> one of Job's friends, you might actually come away with a, a picture of God that is wrong that gets corrected later on. So yeah. even the Bible is like saying sometimes things that just aren't true about God because that's what it is. Mm. It's opinions at times and arguments and 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 poems about things and 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 there's stories about history that they kind of disagree on some of the details of from time to time and that makes it really really profound and compelling but and this is another one of those things where you know people could possibly hear that and be like oh so you don't believe the bible's true at all it's like i'm just saying like things that are objectively <laughs> factually true i'm well, you don't even have to talk to a scientist or talk to a historian you could read the book itself <laughs> and see that this is actually happening within it sometimes right. and that's cool I think yeah. that's actually valuable that that's what this is. Hmm. So anyways. Okay. Yeah. Um, I read Of Mice and Men, and I remember really liking it. Did I you ever read that one? No. No, it's got curse words in it, so they wouldn't have had it in. I didn't read it. It wouldn't anything have been in your like curriculum. That. Yeah. Um, I talked about how much I liked it for years. I called John Steinbeck my favorite author for a long time. I would still say I like it. A copy of it serves as a coaster on my bedside table right now. Um, I can't remember a single thing about it except that John Malkovich accidentally accidentally kills a bunny at some point. Pause for laughter. Oh. <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, because if there's anybody listening to the podcast right now who has read Of Mice and Men... And also saw the story, saw the movie uh, with, I think it's Gene Wilder and John Malkovich, uh, the, the movie version of Of Mice and Men. But that's a pretty oh. good joke. <laughs> okay. Um, ha -ha. If somebody told me all of the keys to the universe are in Of Mice and Men, and I believe that claim, I think I'd have to read it again. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. If yep. somebody came along and said, this, we should govern our society... Mm -hmm. by of mice and men mm -hmm. we should you know if, if you want to be saved yeah the keys to salvation are in of mice yeah. and men if you want to know how to raise children correctly you want to mm -hmm. you want to know who should be allowed to marry whom you want to know w what pronouns we should be okay with you want to know what days it's okay to eat fried chicken sandwiches you want to you know mm -hmm. like you want to know what radio station you should listen to when you get in the car um you need to read of mice and men to know that mm -hmm. then i I think I'd have to say, like, I don't remember any of that. Um, I think I might need to read it again. Yeah. <laughs> I might need to revisit it. And so that's partially what I hope we're able to do over the next, you know, 10 or 12 weeks um, for people yeah. uh, with the Bible. Okay. Um, this is by no means intended to, intended to shame you for not knowing the Bible better or for not reading Steinbeck's, not reading Steinbeck since high school. The point here is that many of us pledge allegiance to a relic of history about which we know very little, and that presents some problems. Left unchecked long enough, that could result in a faith system that has very little, if any, connection to the source material it claims. Yeah, that's true. Um, so what do we want to do here on this podcast over the next 12 weeks or so? We want to talk about the Bible. We want to talk about what it actually is. We want to talk about what it isn't. We want to talk about the ways we think it's helpful. We want to talk about what it says. Or 
we want to talk about ways that, sorry, um, that we don't think it's helpful. And if you're willing to go on that little journey with us, we'll do our very best to make it fun and funky and helpful. Um, we'll also do our very best to help you figure out whether you should be reading the Bible more or whether it's maybe just not for you and you can stop telling people that it is. <laughs> is that too like if you're not be being nice, right? Or, <laughs> or just to give you, to get you off the hook. Because I, yeah. I, I wonder, I mean, it would be, it would be just beautiful if some people well, yeah, could just say like, oh, 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 oh. Like I, I had a lot of like, you know, family tradition stuff that was passed down over the years that really means a lot to me, that's valuable to me, that I thought came from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Turns out it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I can stop claiming that it does. Right. And stop muddying the waters for myself mm-hmm. and others concerning that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like... I think this will be good. I think yeah. um, it'll have some interesting discussions and... Hopefully, maybe answer some questions. You got any idea what a good title for episode one in the series could be? What the Bible Um, is? Oh, oh, a good title. No, a good title for this one. For oh, for just this episode. Yeah, because I think you know, obviously, we're going to do an episode on like what the Bible is not, mm -hmm. um, and and maybe what the Bible is, and some various things that I've already got kind of outlined for us. What is this one about? Um, I have my working title as talking about the Bible is difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Do you have any other ideas? Did anything stand out to you? No, nothing that's jumping out. I'm usually pretty good at this, but this is my first one back, so You're rusty. I feel like I'm a little rusty. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you. I think it's good. I don't have anything better, so. Okay. Well, maybe it'll end up being called that. Okay. Um, thanks for listening, friends. We would love it if you would um, send us your questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we definitely want to address those. And uh, we, we want concerns. to. Concerns. Uh, hopefully, yeah, concerns, questions. Mm-hmm. Questions. Mm-hmm. Um, concerns. And uh, if you are local, if you're if you're somewhere in the Richmond, Virginia area, if you consider Risen Church to be a home to you, or if you at some point did, or if you really want uh, a community of people, we are gathering soon, and uh, we would love to hear from you about that. If you're hearing this at a time that you could still catch that, yeah. Um, and chances are, no matter when you're hearing this, we're probably getting together soon. Yeah. So reach out to us on social media, uh, risenchurch.us on Facebook or Instagram. You can reach out directly to Megan or myself if you happen to know us, and uh, we'll get you an invite to uh, any event where we can get together and talk about this stuff. We can talk about you, we can talk about me, we can talk about everything we got between us. I want to hear everything you have to say. We can talk about the weather and living forever And about how we usually be better together We gotta find some time to talk about the other day I wrote some things I think you should see People shouldn't just hear it straight from me I could use some help saying everything I mean to say So could you read these thoughts out loud? Tell me where you think I need to cut it out Would you give me some of your thoughts about the other day? Give me some of your thoughts about the other day.